This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. Matthew chapter 11 is where we're going to be this morning. You know, as a missionary, our focus is, is the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, your, your church's name is Good News, and the gospel is good news uh, to the world because it's the, it's the hope that our souls long after. And as a missionary, that is our focus, is on the gospel, because we believe that the gospel changes lives. Amen. Do you believe that? The gospel changes lives. You know, as a five-year-old boy, I placed my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I had Christian parents that loved the Lord. I had uh, grandparents that loved the Lord. Actually, both of my grandfathers uh, were Baptist preachers. And so uh, I'm so thankful for the godly heritage that I have. But, but Jesus Christ came into my life and radically changed me from the inside out. And life changed by the gospel. That is why we as missionaries go, because we believe that. We believe that the Word of God has the power to change people's lives. And I want to share with you two stories quickly this morning. Uh, one here from Matthew chapter 11, and then we're going to look at Luke chapter 7. Uh, I've been preparing uh, to teach through chronologically uh, the life of Jesus Christ. Uh, Muslim people are very interested in Jesus. Uh, they believe in Jesus as a prophet, as a teacher. Uh, they obviously don't uh, associate Him as the Son of God. Um, they don't believe that He was, was deity or God in the flesh. We believe that He is Emmanuel, God with us. And uh, so we believe those things, but Muslim people don't, don't believe that. And so it's very crucial for them to understand who Jesus is and who He claimed to be and who He is. And so uh, I've been preparing to teach through chronologically. And these two stories we're going to look at follow each other. And so there's some interesting truths here I think that you will uh, find as we read here. But Matthew chapter 11, and let's start in verse number 20. It says, this is speaking of Jesus here, it says, Then began he to upbraid the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done, because they repented not. Woe unto thee, Chorazan, woe unto thee, Bethsaida, for if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. And thou Capernaum, which art exalted unto heaven, shall be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have, been, it would have remained until this day. But I say unto you, that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee. Verse number 25 says, At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes, even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomever the Son will reveal him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, 
and my burden is light. Let's open a word of prayer. Father, thank you for uh, your word. Thank you for the truth of your word. And God, we thank you that uh, we can gather here together as as the body of Christ, uh, that we can worship you and and glorify you. And Lord, I pray that uh, uh, you have been pleased with our worship this morning and our praise of you. God, we, we desire your glory here in this building today. And God, I pray that you would encourage us through your word, challenge us, strengthen us as we serve you. Help us to learn the truths of your word this morning. Pray that you would speak through me and use my lips, Lord, to to accurately and faithfully proclaim your truth and your gospel. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So here in these verses, I'll just quickly give you a summary of what we read. But Jesus is speaking against, he's upbraiding these cities uh, for uh, their wickedness. And we know uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, the city, was, was a wicked city. Um, and we read about that in many other places in the gospel. But uh, Jesus here is speaking against these cities, and he's, he's, he is saying that these cities had not repented. Um, they had not turned from their sin. They had not listened and obeyed the words of God. We know many, many people in many cities of Jesus' day uh, were just like that. They did not repent. They rejected Jesus. The Word of God says that He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. Um, the, his own city, His own people, the Jews, rejected Jesus. We know that's, that's true of, of Jesus' day and His ministry. But He says to them here in these first few verses that Capernaum, specifically, you know, Capernaum was the center of Jesus's, most of His ministry. That was kind of His home base of His ministry. Many of His miracles uh, were done in Capernaum. Uh, many of his, his ministry was done there. And I've never been to Israel, but I, I would like to one day. And I've heard that Capernaum is just a wonderful place to go because there's even a synagogue there that is the ruins that was, was there in Jesus' day. But this city was, was very important, very central uh, to the, the, the ministry of Jesus. Why? Because most of his works were done there. A lot of his teachings were done there. And there's a principle here that's taught to us in what we read. We read here about how Jesus says that there is more opportunity for Capernaum. There is even greater responsibility because they had heard the truth of Jesus Christ. They had heard the gospel on many occasions. And so there is more accountability. The city of of Capernaum had heard the truth. They had heard Jesus. They had been around Jesus. And Jesus says there is much greater responsibility and accountability than that of even Sodom. And that is an amazing truth because, you know, we think of America. We think of our nation. We think of us who have heard the truth. We have many churches we can go to. We have the Word of God printed for us to read. You know, we have a great responsibility. We have great accountability. And so Jesus here is teaching this principle about it's not about what you don't know, it's about what you do with what you do know. What you know to be true, it's important, and it's also uh, very important uh, spiritually and eternally what you do with the truth. You, know, you can reject Jesus Christ, and you can, you can say no, but you're accountable with that decision. You will stand before God and give an account of what you do with the truth. And so it's, it's very important, and this is what Jesus is speaking about here. But these verses in 25 through 30 uh, are very familiar to us, especially the last three verses, verses 28 through 30. And I want to break these down for us. 
because these are very important to this teaching that he's, he's explaining to these people. You know, these are people who have rejected Jesus. But what does Jesus say here? He says, come unto me, I will give you rest. You know, take my yoke upon you. He te- he's teaching them something here. You know, we think of this in terms of sometimes, uh, I've, I've even heard this, this used, um, but, uh, you know, sometimes we think of these verses, come unto me, all ye who labor. We think of just tired moms and dads. And I can raise my hand and say, I understand what that's like, uh, having two young kids in the home and traveling. Uh, it's, it's a challenge. We have uh, uh, a lot of tired days and nights, but it's not necessarily speaking about that. It's speaking about eternal rest. Jesus is speaking here about giving people eternal rest. Even religious, devout people who have rejected Jesus, He is saying, if you'll just come to me in faith and belief, then I will give you rest. And this is, this is so true. You think about Islam. Islam teaches that Jesus is not God, that He did not die on the cross, that He is not equal with the Father. Amazing. You know, many places in the Bible, even here in, in these verses, as well as John chapter 17, tell us that, in fact, Jesus is God in the flesh. And to know God, you must know Jesus Christ. You see, you can't go to the Father except through Jesus Christ. And this is is so true, but many people in Jesus' day rejected Him. They embraced their sin, and they wanted that over Jesus and His truth. You know, this is very true. You think about the Jews, you think about the Pharisees, of Jesus' day, the religious leaders of Jesus' day, they all rejected Him. They all uh, wanted Him crucified, and they wanted Barabbas let free. You think about the intellectuals of the day, of Jesus' day. You think about the political figures of Jesus' day. The religious elites of the day often rejected Jesus because they would not humble themselves before God. They would not acknowledge that Jesus was the Messiah, the promised one. And Jesus here is saying in verses 28 through 30, Come, come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You know, Jesus spoke to his disciples and he's teaching them something here. He's teaching them how important it is to bring people to Jesus Christ, to introduce them to the gospel that has the power to give them rest, eternal rest. You know, our souls. If your soul, if you, in your life, if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, you have no rest. You're in constant upheaval, trying to find your way through life, navigate your way through life, because you don't have Jesus Christ living inside of you. And that's what the presence of God does, is, is He brings that peace, He brings that eternal rest to our souls. And so Jesus wants all people to come to Him and realize these truths because He is the one who will give rest. He says, I will give you rest. When you, he says, when you know Me, when you learn of Me, when you yoke or join yourself to Me, then you will be filled. You see, Jesus Christ fills our soul. You know, that's the only way a person can be filled. Whether you're here in America, or whether it's in Gambia, West Africa, the Gospel of Jesus Christ is what fills your soul. It's what your soul longs for. It's what will satisfy you. It's what will give your life meaning. You know, any attempt to live as a good person will leave you empty because we aren't good people and we can't become good people. Jesus Christ and His righteousness is the only good that we can ever claim. 
I want us to look with this understanding of this, this story here where Jesus is speaking against these cities. I want us now to turn over to Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7. And I want us to see an incredible story. We'll go quickly through this just in the last few minutes we have. But in Luke chapter 7, beginning in verse number 36, Jesus moves from that, that teaching there in Matthew chapter 11, where he's teaching about uh, to these cities that you just come unto me and I will give you rest. And, he, and the story changes now, and he goes to a house of a Pharisee named Simon. And this is an incredible story because this is really what I want to get to, that, that the gospel of Jesus Christ, is, is, it changes lives. And he does truly give eternal rest to our souls if we will just look to him in faith. But here in Luke chapter 7, in verse 36, uh, it reads here, And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment. And stood at his feet behind him weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee, which had bidden him, saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he saith, Master, say on. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed five hundred pence and the other fifty. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman And said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house, thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she hath washed my feet with tears, and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss or greeting, but this woman, since the time I came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore, I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loveth much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he saith unto her, thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said unto the woman, Jesus said to the woman, thy faith hath saved thee, go in peace. It's an incredible story here of Jesus radically changing a woman's life, a sinner, a known sinner. And I just want to take us through this incredible story. But this Pharisee, Simon, was, was a religious leader. He was no doubt an important person in that city. And Jesus had just got done upbraiding those cities, speaking against those cities and, and their wickedness and their sin. And, and their failure to repent. And Jesus here uh, goes into the house of this Pharisee. And it says this woman was a sinner, a known sinner. Uh, maybe a prostitute, uh, but definitely someone with a known life of sin. 
But it says when she knew that Jesus was in this home, she came to where Jesus was. Now think with me about that. She comes to where Jesus is. This is the house of a a Pharisee, a religious ruler. You think that that place would have been welcoming to her? I think it would have been very intimidating for her. It would have been a place of judgment. uh, Because those Pharisees, it says here, uh, they said to Jesus, and, and they did not acknowledge that Jesus was uh, even God, they said if he was a prophet, he would know who this woman is. And so they, uh, they criticized this woman in, in, for her coming. But what did Jesus do? Jesus wanted her to be there. You see, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what your past is. It doesn't matter what you have done or ha- what you haven't done. Jesus Christ forgives sinners. He welcomes us into his family. It doesn't matter where you're from, whether you're a Gambian or whether you're an American. Christ died for us. He loves us. And this woman stood at Jesus' feet and she wept. And she, she took care of Jesus when no one else would take care of him. When no one else respected him or honored him or praised his name. No one else did that. They were all judgmental of Jesus. They all wanted to to kind of put him in a corner and question him that the Pharisees did. But this woman accepted him by faith. She knew who she was. She knew she was a sinner, but she knew who Jesus was, that he would accept her and love her and forgive her. This woman clearly was living by faith. She was accepting Jesus by faith. And Jesus even speaks to that. He says, thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. And an incredible uh, story here. But you think about the Pharisee. You know, there's two reactions that you can have to Jesus Christ and the truth of the gospel. You can think as a Pharisee did, and you can think within yourself. You know, you can, you can rationalize things. You can criticize things in your own heart and in your own mind and reject the truth of the Word of God as the Pharisees did, as many people during Jesus' day did. Or you can do like this woman did and publicly acknowledge that you are a sinner, that you need Jesus Christ, that you can't get salvation any other way but by Jesus Christ. You see, the, the kind of God we serve is a respecter of no persons. He loves all people. Those who come to Him in faith, He will forgive. A God who loves us and died for us, You think about the woman at the well. You think about so many stories in the Gospels. It's an incredible uh, story if if you can uh, just go through the Gospels and look at all the stories of Jesus Christ and all the people He went to and forgave. You think about the maniac of Gadara, uh, the woman at the well. You think about uh, just sinners, people, wicked, uh, demon-possessed lives, and Jesus went to them. He must needs go through Samaria. He went to people to save them because He knew there was no hope for them in any other way. And so Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by Him. And this woman recognized that. She couldn't get help from the Pharisees. The Pharisees rejected her. The Pharisees of that day didn't even want uh, uh, a, a sinner around them. And if a sinner touched the hem of their garment, they would be considered unclean. These people... Uh, we're very prideful, we're very judgmental. But Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You know, this woman, think with me about this, may have just heard Jesus teach about that and say those words in Matthew chapter 11. And maybe that is why she went into this house of the Pharisee and sought Jesus. It's an incredible story. 
But this is who Jesus is. He welcomes us. He wants us to come unto Him. You know, the, the Pharisees reasoned within their minds. They, they, they criticized Jesus. They were skeptical of Jesus. Yet in public, He says there, in verse number 40, He says, Master, say on. When Jesus asked Him, can I teach you something? He says, Master, say on. See, publicly, the Pharisee was acknowledging he was wanting everyone to know he was respectful of Jesus. But inside his own heart, he was critical of Jesus. You know, many people, even today, are like that. They, they want everyone to know they come Christmas and Easter. They want everyone to know they're respectful of Jesus and his house. But inside, they have no, no care for Jesus whatsoever. I hope that that is not your testimony. I hope that your testimony is like this woman and you acknowledge your sin you don't care what everyone else thinks. You just want Jesus. And that is really what our response should be. This woman, her sins were forgiven. Why? Because she worked hard and she washed Jesus' feet? Why she did all these things for Him? No. She was forgiven because she put her faith and trust in Jesus. You see, the gospel changes lives. When you place your faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ... He forgives you. He fills your soul. He gives you eternal rest. You see, the Jews knew that only God could forgive sins. That's why at the end of this chapter in Luke chapter 7, these, these, these Pharisees said, Who is this that forgives sin? Only God can forgive sin. Well, they were looking at God. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. He can forgive sins. And he said to this woman in verse 50, Thy faith has saved thee. You know, this woman will be in heaven one day and we'll maybe get to meet her. I look forward to that day. But the point is this, church. The Word of God is the truth and it has power to save. It has the power to save your soul. If you're here this morning, you don't know Christ as your Savior. Put your faith and trust in this Word, the finished work of Jesus Christ that He shed His blood and died for you. You know, that is why we as missionaries go. That is why this church supports missions and loves missions. And I know you do, as this church has a testimony of loving missions and being involved in missions and sacrificially giving to missions. And I encourage you in those because it's important. There's an urgency. There should be an urgency about us to share the Word of Jesus Christ with our neighbors, with our coworkers, with our relatives, with people halfway around the world, wherever God calls you to, this is important. It's important for us to share these things. The point of missions, missions, the gospel, is getting it out to people. There's an urgency about this. We don't know when Christ will come, but we know He will come soon. And the heartbeat of God is the proclamation of the gospel. You know, welcoming people and, and loving people and showing them the way to, to believing in Jesus Christ. That is our desire as missionaries. is to see people realize there's no way for them to save their own soul, but they can come to Jesus and find eternal rest. And I hope that is, is, is something that you desire for your life and your family, is to serve the Lord and be involved in getting the gospel to people he, who need it most. You know, I hope that we would not turn people away because of the way they look, maybe because of, of sin that they're involved in, but that we would welcome them and say, Jesus loves you. He died for you. And I can show you the, the path to happiness and true joy. It's found in, in, in knowing Christ. And so we 
our heart is to, to live this out to people, to, to be faithful in this, because we believe that Jesus changes lives. This is just one story we, we've looked at this morning, but I hope it's been an encouragement to you and a challenge maybe uh, to see that, that Christ, uh, He truly did come for these purposes, uh, to save sinners. And that, is, that was His purpose. You know, the, uh, John chapter 20 in verse number uh, uh, 31, I believe it is, John chapter uh, 20, in verse number 31, and you know John is, uh, the book of John is an evangelistic uh, book, but it says there, but these are written, the gospel, the gospel of John, these things are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through His name. You know, the, the purpose that God gave us His Word is so that we can know the truth, the truth of who Jesus is, so that we might believe on His name. The woman that we just read about believed on the name of Jesus Christ, and, and she was forgiven. And those of you who know Christ, you've been forgiven too. And what a joy it is to know the Lord. But I pray that my heart is that this church and you individually would be involved in helping people understand that Christ can change their life too. Let's close in a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for uh, the truth of the stories we looked at uh, this morning. Lord, thank you for changing lives. Thank you for changing my life, for, for making me a child of God. And Lord, I pray for this church. I pray if there's anyone here this morning that doesn't know you as their Savior, that they would see that you have provided the way, the truth, and the life. And that is through Jesus Christ. I pray if there's anyone here this morning that has never placed their faith and trust in you for their salvation, that they would do that this morning. If there's anyone listening on live stream, I pray the Lord that they would also place their faith and trust in you as well. God, thank you for changing lives. Thank you for, for giving us salvation, the, the joy and the happiness that we have received, the, the filling of the Holy Spirit, Lord, thank you so much for, for these things. And God, I pray that we would be so burdened and so urgent with the gospel to see people have this as well. God, I pray that that would be our testimony today. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, you can visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and we want to encourage you to share this message with others. May the truth of God's word be your guide as you strive to follow Christ and make him known to others.